Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Creative and Balance Podcast. Happy to be back. It's been a while since I've done one of these intros, so I'm super fucking jazzed right now. Today's episode is brought to you by BeyondTheWatch.com. What is BeyondTheWatch.com? Well, type it into your browser and you will see some of the best fucking concert photos in the Toronto area from my boy, uh... Steve St. Jean, he runs Beyond the Watch, and it is my favorite concert music media website in this city. And I have Beyond the Watch to thank for the first guest coming up right now, who is Davey from the legendary AFI. And also, if you'd like to see some video clips of this interview, you can check it out on beyondthewatch.com. And also, I'm probably going to embed that in the podcast page on girthradio.com. And yeah, that's just a couple clips, a uh, couple minutes of it. And uh, But what you're going to hear right now is a back and forth between me and Davey, a little longer extended version. And yeah, what a fucking cool guy. Just totally friendly. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, growing up in my high school years... AFI was the total shit like everybody was like wearing shirts in the hallways and stuff and it got me really jazzed to meet him today and just kind of pick his brain about the legacy of AFI and that was kind of the theme around this interview and it was a cool one um the man has no ego totally made me feel at home and it felt like I was talking to an old friend which is awesome I never know what to expect when I'm meeting like these bigger names who are in the public eye and uh, there's a part of me that going in I always get like a little intimidated and then and after a few words it usually goes away and Davey was like one of the easiest people I've interviewed who was on a mainstream level. So much love to him for uh, taking the time to sit down with me. It was an absolute pleasure and I hope to catch you down the road. But right now, everybody, here is that interview. Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Stay true to what you love and do that no matter what because that's the most important thing. You have to be happy with what you create and then hopefully people will relate to that and come to it. And as far as being in the band, I've always found that a piece of advice I come back to is advising people to, if given the choice with starting a band, to begin a band with like-minded people or more uh, ideally friends who maybe aren't that good at what they do but are passionate and who you get along with and who you love and you see eye to eye with as opposed to people who are maybe better but that you um, don't have that sort of camaraderie with go with go with your friends yeah that's cool do what you love yeah you yeah. could always just grow together and be on the whole journey together I, I mean that's what happened with us we didn't know how to play our instruments when we began, we began because we wanted to be a band, and um, we were friends who uh, loved loved music, and we wanted to play it, and we didn't care if we were good or not, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to have some fun, and that's really the reason we do it still. Yeah, that's awesome. And, like, throughout your career, like, you guys are just so great as 
always just kind of evolving your sound and flowing into like almost different like types of genres and stuff. Has that been a conscious decision, or have you guys uh, just like kind of go with the flow and that happens? Our artistic evolution is something that's been very organic. It's not a conscious decision. When we sit down to write one thing or another, we just let the music take us where it takes us. And as we find inspiration in what we're creating, we follow that. And as we are, when we found ourselves creating things that are too similar to what we've done in the past, we tend to shy away from it because it's less interesting and it's less inspiring because it's something that we've already created. It's something that we've already done. Um, you know, there is such a stark difference between the band that began and the band that is now but the roots are the same and the drive is the same and if you listen to every record every record is different because with each record we're growing as songwriters and we're growing as individuals and time is passing and that all informs the music that we create and if you go back to the the early seven inches and the first record and the second record and to some extent the third record you're looking at well and the third record you're looking at actually an entirely different band I mean not entirely but a band that's 50% different people than it is now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, nevertheless the the same remains true about uh, our our need to move forward artistically it remained the same from the beginning until now we always were pushing ourselves yeah and it's it's cool to go back through your history and like just see the changes because like even now you keep some of like little old elements here and there like it always sounds like AFI but just doing different stuff it's like it's, I don't it's hard to explain it is hard spirit. to explain like, I mean, it's, it's, it's the spirit I think yeah. that's a good way to, to explain it is that there's an there's an essence of who we are and what we do and there will be moments that harken back in a way that somehow um, non-specific or even intangible where you can just you know feel that the, the same creators being a part of this whole process even when the sound is so markedly different from one record to an next or from you know, 10 years to the next 10 years or 20 to 25 <laughs> yeah and, and you guys titled uh, your latest album blood blood album right yeah yeah does that kind of coincide of what we're talking about the meaning or like you guys blood was a, together blood it? was a <clears throat> was a name that i recognized as we were during in the middle of the writing process we which we spent about a year doing I noticed that the word blood was reoccurring over and over again in the lyrics that I was writing during that process and we wrote about 60 songs or so and when we finally distilled the songs down to um, what you see on the blood record what you hear on the blood record now it seemed that it would be a good idea to name the album blood uh, to refer to the record as the blood record because Thematically, that word really ties in what's happening lyrically on the record. There are themes of connection and misperceptions of connection and identity and deconstruction and um, blood is evocative of, of those themes in many different ways. Yeah, cool. So you kind of uh, put this one together more as like a concept album. No, 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 no. no. It's, no not it's, a, like, it's not yeah, a concept a... album, but any album, you know, as an album is a snapshot of what's going on with us at the time and who we are as writers. And, um, you know, very luckily I am able to express myself freely in my lyrics. And so very much so it's a snapshot of where I'm at at the time. You're going to see similar themes run through the record. We've never written a concept record. Okay. I think we'd be able to because the way we write in AFI, we write so many songs yeah. that we never know what's going to end up on the record until the end. So it'd be very difficult to write a concept yeah. record. And how do you guys traditionally write? Do you guys kind of 
break off by yourselves and meet with stuff or do you guys jam it out or? yeah no we're not a jam band we've never really yeah. been a jam band it's exactly that we meet together jade and i began and and we sit down in front of each other and um sometimes we'll freestyle songs from nothing in front of each other and he'll have a guitar and um you know he'll play riffs and i'll write top lines and melodies and lyrics and from there we'll build it or sometimes he sends me music that's a complete just usually well always uh, just astounding body of work that I will on my own write a top line and lyrics to and then we get together and work it out and then from that um, group grouping of songs we'll call it down to songs that we feel are worthwhile bringing to the rest of the band so that then um, you know we have a manageable body of work which is still very large to work out together before deciding which of those songs make the record yeah, very cool, and that's going to be an exciting time too. Once you get all those like yeah, tracks and finally, layers, and once and, you finally have it all realized, yeah. it's, it is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And uh, how is like the fans' response to uh, the new album, like in touring, like some of these new songs? The response and... to Blood has been phenomenal. The shows, honestly, on this tour so far, have been some of the best uh, AFI shows we've ever played. It's just, it's just phenomenal when we go out we've we've been you know as always we we play uh songs from many different eras of our lifetime as a band and the blood songs are getting just as strong reactions as you know some of the songs from 10 years ago some of the songs from five years ago some songs from 18 years ago which is really such a gratifying thing because we're so happy with it and we're so proud of it to have uh, the fans react to it in the same way that we react to it is yeah. is really wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like just share that excitement. And, yeah, yeah, it's got to be awesome just to like kind of like tour like a new song too and like try it out like the first night and like it's very. Also, ex- do you get nervous at all? Like, how's this gonna react? Or I don't really or do you get just have nervous. A feeling it's gonna be cool when we play a new song. Yeah. I'm more excited to play the new song because it's so exciting for me to perform something for the first time in front of an audience. Because for me that's really the point of all of this is the performance side of it a lot of people are uh, a lot of bands you know their favorite part of it is tracking and recording and and songwriting but for me and for us you know when we started the band writing and recording songs was a means to have something to perform and putting out the music was so that people would know it so that the shows would be great Mm -hmm. um and that's been minimized a bit for me in that I shouldn't say that that's been minimized I should say that the importance of of the songwriting and the album has grown to me um, as you know I've grown as a person um, you know kind of recognizing the the uh, permanence of of that but um, but the live show has always been my favorite so playing new songs for the first time we played um We've played songs on this tour for the first time, not simply off of the Blood Record, but songs that we've never played before from our deeper catalog that, oh, awesome. that we've never played before. Maybe we've played once or twice, and um, having that experience is, is always it's always a good time. What would you say is like kind of like the pros and cons of being like a long time like touring band? Do you ever? I mean, like, the pros of being yeah. a long-time touring you, band is I, that you I, get to spend... I think, uh, to, to put it better, do you do you love being on the road, or do you, like, sometimes, like, oh, I, I have mean, it drag you know, on you? I'm so exhausted right now, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm so lucky I get to be in a band and play music for people who appreciate it uh, around the world. It's, you know, it's, it is, you know, what I, what I dreamt of doing, and I'm doing it, and people don't get to do that, uh, is life on the road with people in vision no not for us at least 
Um, I think most people envision the Motley Crue Dirt, or you know, mm-hmm. if you've read that book, which is a great book, you should read it if you haven't read it, um, or such like classic rock tales. But the, I mean, the classic rock lifestyle doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, especially when you're speaking in this era with you know rock being essentially an underground genre at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so none of that really happened for us, and none of it does happen. But that was never the intention for us. Yeah, exactly. What the intention yeah. was and it is is to be able to go play music for people, and we get to do that and it's a luxury and we're really grateful to still be able to do that and to have you know be able to sell out a show in Toronto 25 years into being in a band and uh, you know have people waiting outside yeah fuck yeah it's cold outside too there's a huge lineup but that's awesome so so many people excited to see you so we're really grateful and it's and it's uh, you know we're we're lucky amazing man okay and now this is a super super random question this is the signature question of the website beyond the watch and you can answer it however you want okay but what do you think life is what do i think life is what a cruel joke life is life is a chaotic cruel accident that's what life is Thanks again for Davey for taking his time out of his busy day to talk with us and be on the watch once again for hooking this up. And like I said, go check out Beyond the Watch at beyondthewatch.com and go in their archive and you can see some other uh, video interviews I've done with them and um, a bunch of amazing concert photos as well. And uh, the episode is not over. Um, Some of you may know. That today is family day. And uh, if you are American listening to this show, you probably don't know what the fuck that is. I know there's a couple Americans who do listen to this show. And yeah, it's just a little Canadian holiday. Um, We're supposed to take the day off and spend it with their family. But uh, I happen to be in my fucking greasy ass basement (laughs) recording some voiceovers and shit for this podcast and updating websites and doing some video work for clients, but whatever. And, uh, I have a fitting guest for this family day episode and it's a longtime friend, Kyle Kozak. And, um, I don't have a brother, a biological brother, but I would consider this man a brother, uh, we lived together when I was in college, and uh, we have been through some of the most insane shit. And uh, this episode is beautiful because, like, he moved away to Newfoundland, and uh, I haven't seen him in a good year. And he came back, and we are in the Girth Radio Studio, which is also attached to a bar called the Pacific Junction Hotel. And when I record an episode, uh, they take care of us. Everything's on the house drink wise and since we were so excited to see each other we got completely bombed and a lot of this uh recording is pretty sloppy but i'm not posting the whole thing and uh even uh kozak hit me up and uh he came up with a great idea because uh at the beginning of the episode we were like trying hard to be funny and we were telling stories that maybe we shouldn't tell like and even the stories were getting choppy because mid-story we're like, oh, I don't know if we should have said this person's name and blah, blah, blah. But um, later on, we just have a really real moment. And I haven't listened to it back, but I hope uh, I'm able to put it in this episode. And uh, yeah, I remember us just going deep about just life and happiness in general and stuff like that. And so if you're hearing this part right now, 
that next part's about to come up. And all of that is coming up right after this new single from AFI. This is Aurelia. Live from the center of the earth, girth. Dude, like, we've all heard the college stories. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. Yeah. <laughs> they they haven't, but they don't need to. Yeah, you know? they don't need to. Some of those go in the vault. We, we, we can bring yeah, that yeah. into play. Vault. Yeah, yeah. Fine. you're the host. Yeah, but brother, like, it's it's super cool to have you in here. And like I mentioned at the beginning, you're like a very primal individual. And like, Why'd no, you like to get natural. Yeah, <laughs> and like almost like nobody I ever met. And it's it's kind of cool. For me I don't to know introduce, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's it's a very very positive thing, and it's like I'm happy to have you here and just kind of introduce your personality to other people because oh, be like uh, you kind of lived out here like middle Ontario like city life and whatever, but you realize like this shit is not for you, no, and I, you uh, said fuck it, I and now you're just. It. Like I, a b- I literally said fuck it and up and fucked it. You went as east as possible in Canada. As far east as yeah. North America. Yeah. And now you're like, 
got your gun license. You got fucking <laughs> motorcycles. You're like driving around like a fucking man in the woods. You got like some hunting tags. It's, it's like you're Mad Max now. Like just I am going, Mad Max. Yeah, I'm and Mad just kind of like going. living on the edge and starting your own business and like. It's when, fucking. When you, put, when you put it like that, it sounds real badass. But I don't usually. Yeah, I know you're. You're. Like you're like. <laughs> what's what I love about you too is like you're so humble when you're doing like. You're talking about my role model now. When no, you're I mean, doing like man shit, and it's like. Oh man, men just do man shit. I don't know. Like, no, what, no, they don't. Shit? I live in Toronto. There's fucking men who wear scarves. <laughs> don't get me started on the scarf <laughs> yeah that's a little inside joke the scarf thing it don't take much to put that one but together. yeah like kind of like um what was like going through your mind when you're like this shit isn't for me and what made you make the decision where i need to get out of here and like just do it because i know lots of people like Listener-wise, they'll talk to me whether it's, like, a creative idea or even, like, a life idea. It's just, like, I always wanted to do this, but I've never done it. Like, what kind of, like, gave you that motivation to finally say, yeah, fuck it. This is happening. I'm doing this out of nowhere and just going for it. Well, I think uh, the whole whole time I was in advertising, they kept going on about the jobs you're getting to get in Toronto this and that. This is what you want to do. You want to work in an office. You want to fucking sit there at a desk nine to five every day and fucking suck someone's dick that makes more money than you. And I just didn't want anything to do with that. I knew the whole time I wasn't going to be in advertising. Yeah. But I just stuck with it because, you know, school was getting paid for. I had a lot of friends there. One press mom, this, that, whatever. Fuck it, right? Gave me something to do really passed by three years. Mm-hmm. But then I never really wanted that fucking job afterwards. Yeah. That's not what I want to do. Anyway, I got the job. I was working in Oakville there. I was uh, yeah. You were at the beer place, right? I was, yeah, I was doing uh, the graph design there, sitting at the office, and I did that for a couple months. And I don't know. I, I faked it, pretended to like it, but I really fucking didn't like it. So I was like, yeah. "Fuck this shit." Went back to uh, live with my dad in uh, Cambridge. Decided I could only do that for about two weeks before we're about to kill each other. And I just needed <laughs> to fucking make a move, man. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. But I. Uh, I packed up what little I had, which wasn't much, and I decided... Just threw in a duffel bag? Yeah, the duffel bag, right? I don't need your fucking charity. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking inside joke from today. uh, But no, I I literally flipped a quarter. I was either moving out east or out west, and I was starting over. I was starting a brand new fucking life, and uh, I just was done, man. I, I reached my... Was it your max point, whatever the fuck it is out here? Yeah, just, yeah. And even though, I like, hate the city, I hate the fucking offices, I hate the fucking scarves, I hate this shit. <laughs> I'm an outdoors guy, I want to be outside, I want to do some shit. So I flipped that quarter. Tail says I was going east, didn't know anybody drove out east. Rest and, is history. and yeah, you just kind of had that yeah. that calling. And one day, that was the most terrifying experience of my life. But there's one thing I could say is make that fucking leap of faith. If you're not happy, make a leap of faith. Yes. Don't stick around doing something you don't want to fucking do. Again, sucking someone's dick that makes more fucking money than you, then don't give a shit about you just so that you can think you're doing all right. Yeah. If you're not happy, fucking change it. Yeah. If you're not doing something different, you're not doing shit. Love it. See, this is why I had you on here. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. But, um,. Even did you find, like, with that program, too, uh, a lot of, like, creative people went into it because 
they think at the beginning it's like creative oh creative advertising entices creative people to come do something and all they do is suck the creativity out of you mm-hmm. it's the opposite of creative yeah but uh kind of going in i think like a lot of uh us whether it's like somebody who's an illustrator or somebody who's a writer or whatever they think it's going to be something where it's like oh i can do my thing and have a steady paycheck when really it's just kind of turns around on you i don't Money's know it's easy to get you can always make money mm-hmm. it's everywhere don't, don't don't suffer yeah the joys of life to fucking make money cuz you can make money doing anything you want yes. anywhere you want you go anywhere you'll make money you'll find a way and, now, uh, now see now we're like actually talking about some shit right yeah like, yeah like life and shit yeah. like that but but like honestly dude it's it's like even though we have like just a little bit of time here today like you were kind of like the beginning of me doing my media stuff and just experimenting with my own personal comedy and doing podcasting which is such a big part of my life right now and it's like was very important and special for me to have you in here and just kind of see like where us just fucking around with a microphone in our room and having fun where that led and honestly, I'm still having fun and just fucking around with a bunch of microphones. But now well, there's like some people saying, backing right? me, and they we have a room, a well, studio, look at the, look at the and fucking smile on your face. Right yeah, now. yeah, you're yeah. Ear to ear. But you, but dude, you're like you're like. Whereas if you were sitting, you are in the, an office right now. Yeah. Making a paycheck, and your buddy flew in from St. John's. You couldn't see him for another two, three years. You yes. Have that same smile on your face. You're no, 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 not at all. Right now, yeah, yeah. Making less money, and that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It ain't and about what you make or the tie you wear or the fucking face you put on to fucking try and make other people feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah. It's just about fucking yeah. what you got and what it's, you do. And it's cool. Like, we both kind of had our ups and downs in different ways, but I can tell we're both happy, like, making these fucking jumps. And maybe the theme of this podcast... uh debacle whatever we're doing right now having a bunch of beers and having like some real talk maybe that could be like the theme if uh somebody's listening and thinking about making that jump if they're very scared right now just do it see what happens because even if you do it and fail You'll know the answer. It's not going to be like you thirty years from from you now. Won't fail. Yeah, I like I like you your positive. Fail. You won't fail. You do it because you know why. You'll make it because even if you've got the balls to make that kind of a jump, and you pull through and make that jump, you'll find a way. And I'm telling you right now, you won't fail. That, that, that the hardest part is making the fucking move. The rest will come. Yeah, the rest will pan out. I'm telling you right now. I agree, man. It's that first step. It's, it's so first step. it's so fucking scary. Yeah, right? It's like I know some people listening Jesus to this. Told me once on a fucking <laughs> plaque at my grandmother's house that every journey starts with a single step. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably took a couple shrooms. It was like, yeah, that makes a bit of sense. But yeah, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, some yagging. But it's almost like I know some motherfuckers at home. They're listening to this and they hate cold water. It's like jumping in the pool. Once you get in there, it's like, oh my god, like this is awesome. Cliff like, diving, right? Nobody yeah. wants to fucking do a forty foot free fall, but once you're off that cliff, you're going. Yeah, but some do fucking anarchists. No, you'll fucking <laughs> yeah, do it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You right now, you'll yeah. fucking do it. Don't like the hardest part is just making the first move. 
but everything else will fall into play. You'll find a way. Yeah, much love. Thank you for you being in here and like. Uh, I got some extra time. Okay, he cool. Got stuck in traffic. He's not gonna be in it for another thirty minutes. Okay, right on, right <laughs> on. <laughs> me throughout this episode, me and uh, Kozak were like fucking giving hand signals because I know I he has to leave, and I just tried to like wrap it up. And now it's funny. He's texting me stuck in traffic. I'm back on vacation. I got people picking me up. I got a birthday to go to. Yeah. And you can always go home. You can always go home, right? Some. Some. Not everybody, yeah. but yeah. But um, I, I I'm blessed enough to to be able to come home and celebrate one of my best friend's birthdays today, see Sean, have mm-hmm. a couple beers, yeah. hang out with you guys, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, don't think I come from a privileged lifestyle. That's by no means, right? There's reasons I had to make these tough decisions. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, even though we have short time with you here too, it's just... I could sit here all day and fucking... Yeah, I know, like... On and have no one listen Like, you me, had but... your ups and downs too, which is uh, inspiring to me, like, with just what you're doing now and I'm happy and just seeing you happy and just going for it, man. Like just fucking going for it, man. And, and, and yeah, that's just something I wanted to share with our viewers and have you, your perspective of like, just, know, don't be afraid to change your life. If you're not happy. Yeah. Cause one day you'll look back and you'll be more happy to have made that change. Even if it's not for the best at the time. Yeah. Than to sit around fucking doing something you don't want to do. And even sometimes making that jump, it'll kind of spiral you in a direction. Oh, you it did, motivates you, you, you. Yeah. And as you, soon as you make that jump, you're motivated. Yeah. And there's nothing more. And there's going to be twists and turns that won't be exactly like you had planned out in your mind, but you just got to stick with it. And I've never felt as free in my life or, uh, I've never felt as rich in my life than the times where I've had nothing. Mm-hmm. You really learn to appreciate yeah. the little things. Yeah, like your the, people. and like The people that'll stand beside you. Friends, family. The, just being out on your own. Independence. Mm-hmm. I've never felt so rich yeah. than when I've had so little. Yeah. And you just make that move. Like, And yeah. again, and money, that- money helps. Everybody wants money, but... Money, money, with, you know, I love having money. I love money. Fucking. Yeah. Right? You need it. Mm-hmm. You're more comfortable. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to take a dip into the fucking shallow end to really appreciate when you actually have some. Mm-hmm. That's very well said. <laughs> love you, brother. Thank you. Love you too, bro. Yeah, Fun big cheers. Just... Yeah. Wow. Kozak, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, I listened to that back after a long time and... Uh, yeah, I'm just so motivated right now. I feel like uh, just going for it. <laughs> it it is a lot of things right now, and like always, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna end this episode with a song, and I'm laughing right now because uh, I remembered a moment of one of the first days me and Kozak moved in together, and for a few days I always see him. He's playing the country music channel on the TV, and I'm in my room. I'm I'm playing guitar and listening to metal. And then one day we're just playing foosball, and I don't know how the conversation got into it, but uh, we found out, like, both of us in high school, we went through this huge phase of just listening to a bunch of shady aftermath records, everything from, like, Dr. Dre, Eminem, G-Unit, D12, that whole, like, camp thing going on there. And uh, 
as we were around the foosball table, we played this one song, and we were dying laughing because we knew every word, and we were switching off MCs back and forth, and it's like it was just a fucking funny moment. And I'm like all high off of that Kozak energy. Uh, I miss it. I miss that guy, and I'm glad I can share uh, his personality with you guys who've never met this guy before. And uh, yeah, hopefully. You see why he's such a fucking special person. So get out there. You heard him. Like, do what you need to do. You'll make it happen. And what do you got to lose? We all die one day. Ghost Radio. Niggas know what I'm about out here. I don't do my own home because I don't have to. You can run your mouth, I don't care But if you get too close, I'm gonna clap you It's too real out here to be scared A real nigga gonna do whatever he has to A man is the last thing you should fear It ain't considered a crime unless they catch you Niggas, when I step up in the bar, faggots wanna look Like you motherfuckers got OB Trice shook Like I'ma stand here as a man and let some queer ass Funny looking nigga get the upper hand I got issues, got no time Got guns that more niggas minds Shoot up clubs and destroy niggas vibes Everybody running for they motherfucking lives Tough club niggas, we leave early Cock back surely, open up your fade Your gray brain meets Motor City paid Your nervous system still twitch off Jay-Z Hoes and animals, skirts get murked Don't ever let a nigga tell you slugs don't hurt Don't ever let a nigga tell you play the bar hard Trust in God, cause you's about to catch a bullet scar I give a fuck where you from, who you be with Keep this a secret, right by the nuts A 4-5 that I light niggas up And this 4-5 high make me not give niggas a fuck Niggas know what I'm about out here I don't toot my own horn cause I don't have to You can run your mouth, I don't care But if you get too close, I'm gonna clap you It's too real out here to be scared A real nigga gonna do whatever he has to A man is the last thing you should fear It ain't considered a crime unless they catch you You'll die one day but as long as I'm here, I'm gonna grab checks And make my cash stretch longer than giraffe necks Poverty and make your ass bet On words touch niggas in jail Make them wanna finish their last set They say you live by the gun, you die by the next nigga gun If that's the case, then get a bigger one You don't think I packed the pump? Cause I'm out the hood, that's a stereotype Like everybody that's black and junk I'm in the white pink, the fabric is done Got rings like Mike Bird, magic and numb Out in Dallas in the palace where the marriage is from Living lavish, I'm established so the cabbage will come I'm in the clouds, you don't see me on the train I travel first class, you ain't even got a TV on your plane Should be easy on my name Cause I ain't going back and forth, your boys and your captain soft Niggas know what I'm about out here I don't toot my own horn cause I don't have to You can run your mouth, I don't care But if you get too close, I'm gonna clap you It's too real out here to be scared A real nigga gonna do whatever he has to A man is the last thing you should fear It ain't considered a crime unless they catch you we gon' bring it to anybody who want it You want it, you gon' get it Name them, we gon' hit them Chew them up and spit them out Too much venom And if you roll with them, we gon' fuck you up with them I got too much momentum moving in my direction to lose My shoes will explode soon as you go to stepping them You know how we do it, when we do how we do it When we come through, G-Unit, D-1-2 And OB, we all move like assassins Get masks and gloves, consider this as a warning Disaster comes faster than you can react to it Just ask Marks, but we'll if his ass Fuck your little bitch ass up, we are not killers My vato will have you shot though Drag little body on fuck like Kim Osario's Little sorry ho ass, go ass be real We 
Brazil did in the 90s when you was in diapers still Shady records, you better believe the hype is real This is no joke, I don't smoke, but I talk enough second hand to make my fucking P.O. choke I'm an OG, you're fucking with a G.I. Joe B.I.P. I mean, I mean, I mean, I look I'm a psycho, Mariah ain't got shit on me When I retire, I'll be spitting baby food on people It's San Cedro Ranch, huddled up next to a Hello Kitty slippers on, humping her legs You ever had your cat peeled back, or your shit pushed in? I put my blade in you like a fucking pin cushion Slice your ear clear off, smearing off and hitting off I show you how to kill a fucking man like Sindor Nobody told you that I'm loco, essay I lack everything chemical in my membrane I'm Slim Shade, the end of these for these nuts And you can get each one for free, so feast up I pee in a cup for three months I'm having an e-party for Easter, please come We, we gon' bring it to anybody who want it, you want it You gon' get it, your name on with him Chew him up, to spit him out too much venom, and if you roll with them, we gon' fuck you up with You can do all them push-ups to pump up your chest I got a 12-gauge Mossberg to pump up your chest Have you gasping for air after that shell hit your vest? Fear me like you fear God, cause I bring death Silverback gorilla in the concrete jungle I'm the strongest around, you know how I get down I watch gangster flicks and root for the bad guy And turn it off before it end, cause the bad guy die If you tryna buy guns, I'm the nigga to look to So what they got bodies on them, they still look new You can raise voice like you finna touch something When I raise my knife, shit, I'm finna cut something Say I walk like Ron O'Neal and talk like Goji If the bitch think I love her, the bitch don't know me <laughs> Sorry, kill. <laughs> oh, sorry Niggas know what I'm about out here I don't toot my own horn cause I don't have to You can run your mouth, I don't care But if you get too close, I'm gonna clap you It's too real out here to be scared A real nigga gonna do whatever he has to a man is the last thing you should fear It ain't considered a crime unless they catch you We all die one day